Hello, this is Tyler Fisher. I work in student development services here at TCU. This is the Leadership from the Couch podcast from the TCU Leadership Center, where we explore questions about where our TCU values meet with leadership principles in the Horn Frog experience. Today, I'm excited to bring you another episode of Leadership from the Couch uh, to talk about gratitude and mindset during this end of the semester time and as we push into the season of the holidays. Today, I'm here with my guest, Stephanie Villare, uh, who's a soon-to-be alum of TCU and someone who has done an immense amount of programming within student development services and the Leadership Center specifically. I've obviously known Stephanie for a uh, solid three years now because of you being in my CLP cohort, but really happy to have you here today to talk about gratitude, um, the connections to mental health, uh, and some of the other passions that you may have. So if you wouldn't mind, just uh, start us out by telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, we'll see where that takes us. Yeah, so um, like you said, my name's Stephanie. I'm a senior here at TCU, graduating this semester. So I've only got, what, two more weeks left. Um, I'm a psychology major and I'm planning to get a PhD in experimental psychology. So uh, mental health is kind of my jam. I started TCU's only mental health organization called Active Minds when I was a freshman here on campus. And I've just kind of been rolling with it ever since. That's excellent, right? I think that uh, we've we've had so many fascinating conversations about that over the years. Um, I'm just kind of curious if you'll tell everybody listening, um, you know, how do you personally practice gratitude and what impact has that had on your life? So, um, you know, a lot of the leadership stuff that I uh, do actually comes from you, of course. <laughs> um, but one of the things I've started doing is asking myself one thing I'm grateful for every day. And it can be something as simple as, you know, I'm grateful that I have a car today because I need to drive to work, or it can be, I'm grateful that I got to talk to my mom. Um, and so I started doing that within myself and then also with people that I work with, uh, so people I see on campus, people at my job, um, just kind of talking about things that we're grateful for, what's going to be good today, uh, why are we going to enjoy this? Like sometimes you're in a situation where you don't always want to be there, or it can be kind of difficult, especially like with a school, uh, this truncated semester, it goes so fast, but it's important that we really still uh, try to be grateful and try to understand that um, each day can be a blessing if you want it to be. Um, so yeah, that's kind of just one way that I try to stay positive within myself um, and get my mindset sort of framing in a, in a way that, you know, we need this day to be positive because you can, you can choose whether or not you're going to have a good day right when you wake up. And so uh, it's really important that you try to choose to be that grateful person. Oh, that's excellent. Now, now tell me a little bit. So has that always been kind of your, your default, the way you've operated? Um, or did you have a point in time where you recognize that? And uh, if so, how did you make that a, a part of your current reality? Yeah, definitely. That has not always been part of my life. <laughs> um, and it's still something that I definitely am like actively working on. Um, but a lot of this comes from like therapy. So I'm in therapy right now. I think everybody should be in therapy. It's a great time. Um, and right now I'm doing a lot of work within myself to try to, you know, understand my own value and my own worth. And part of that is thanking myself uh, for being lenient with myself and, um, you know, understanding that every day that I have is an opportunity to get better. Um, and so that's kind of something that's been brewing in the past couple months or past couple years even. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you wake up and you're just like, you're already in a bad mood. It's gloomy outside and it's, it can be hard to try to have that positive mindset, which is why, you know, I also try to be that person for someone else to ask them what they're thankful for, because uh, if I can push other people to be their best, that also kind of helps me uh, remember that I'm worth, that, that I'm uh, worthy, that's the word. 
No, that's that's excellent. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate all the work that you you've done to help you know destigmatize you know components of mental health. Right, it's important to recognize and acknowledge those things. Talk them out. Go go to a counselor. Do whatever you need to, so that you can live that life that is fulfilling and rewarding and hopefully focused on that positive. Um, Outside of that being one of the things that uh, I'm going to assume helps keep you accountable to living with that positive mindset, um, what other things out there help you to be accountable to this or maybe maybe not what, but who? So uh, I actually downloaded this app. It was probably a couple months ago and it's called Long Walks. And so basically it's uh, it's like <clears throat> a social, basically a social media platform. So you can connect with all your different friends and then every day you fill out a prompt um, so one of the prompts is like, you know, I think like Wednesdays is always about vulnerability. And so it's going to ask like, you know, something that I'm most afraid of is whatever. And then you fill in the blanks um, and then you can connect with your friends on that. And so it gives kind of a daily check in with yourself to see where you're feeling um, and kind of like bring these truths out of you. Um, but that it, it also helps connect with your friends and it like prompts you if you haven't filled out the, the uh, prompt for that day. Um, so that's one app that, especially during quarantine, is helping us to kind of stay connected and keep that mental health kind of on the forefront of our conversations. Um, but then also just like having open and honest conversations. Like if I ask my friends how they're doing, they already know that they can't just say that they're doing fine because no one's <laughs> um, So, you know, we've really built up this, uh, this relationship to where we have an understanding that we do care about each other. And it's important to have people in your life that, uh, you know, when they ask you how you're doing, you can just be open and honest with them. Um, and sometimes that can even just be yourself, you know, just do a check in when you're driving home from school or driving home from work is just like, let's talk about what happened today. Um, and kind of debrief that with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, whether it's with someone else or whether it's with yourself, just kind of acknowledging that is such a critical thing. Um, a little bit though, I mean, sometimes it, it's tricky to get to a level of vulnerability with people to be able to do that. Um, what advice or thoughts do you have on how to form relationships in such a way that they create space for those type of conversations? Because, I mean, I mean, personally, I would say that that's, um, especially in my undergrad days, that would be a hard thing to do with one, let alone a, a small number of people, right? So talk, talk to me about that. Yeah, so it's always kind of scary when you try to talk about mental health with someone for the first time and talk about like emotions and intense emotions. Um, and it can be even harder if you're a guy, I know, especially like, a, you know, young men face even more of a stigma about it. Um, but really just having a foundation of trust with your friends is like the best thing that you can do. So, um, you know, starting little by little, you can try to start to open up to them. You know, I know my friends and I, uh, when we were initially kind of forming our group in college, um, people would like share one thing about themselves and kind of like test the waters and see how everybody else responded. And then when it went well, they would kind of keep going. Um, and like the other thing that's really good about that and like being able to be, be vulnerable is that you get to learn a lot more things that you might have in common with people. Um, and it helps you feel a lot less alone, especially like in college, a lot of people deal with like body dysmorphia and depression and anxiety and realizing that like, I'm not the only person that's struggling right now can really help you to, uh, you know, to feel a little bit better and kind of push yourself to get through it because you know that it's not just like you. Um, but in terms of starting those conversations with your friends, the best thing to, to do is to just always be honest and to uh, never try to 
be someone that you aren't and try to be stronger than you necessarily are. Well, not stronger, that's not the right word, but we put on these masks all the time, you know, trying to be happy, especially with social media, you know, putting out this perfect life. And so having a, that conversation with your friends where you can just be like, I'm struggling right now. I'm in a class, it's really hard for me, or, you know, I'm really getting homesick because we haven't had a break this semester. You know, having those conversations, even if it's something a little bit smaller at first, can lead way to um, the bigger conversations where you can really start to dive deep into mental health. Mm, that's excellent. That's excellent advice. Um, yeah, maybe maybe talk a little bit more. You mentioned you know social media and a little bit related to like comparison culture and some of the some of the negative components that come out of that. Uh, but you also mentioned um, a positive from social media and connecting um, with friends through that app you were talking about. You said long walks, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, just talk to me. How, how do you personally navigate social media and the, the comparison culture associated with it, as well as what advice would you give others who want to use it but don't want to live in that, um, that twisted reality? Yeah, social media is a, a slippery slope for sure uh, in today's day and age because, you know, like you were saying with comparison culture, the big thing is that you choose what parts of your life to put out there. And, you know, I mean, you know, in, in high school and college, some people have what's called like a Finsta, so a fake Instagram where they put out, you know, where I they, heard that they, the other day for the first time, <laughs> right? I'm like, what? What is this? Yeah, Finsta. I don't have one. Um, I'm not that cool. But, you know, where people like sometimes look showcase their breakdowns and stuff there, but that can also sort of glamorize depression and anxiety in a different way. Uh, so we can talk about that too. But, you know, when people are only putting out the positives in their life and you're experiencing some negatives, there's a, a major disconnect there and it makes you feel even lonelier. Um, and so it's really important to basically just like limit how much you're seeing, you know, and especially like if you follow people who you know and you're actually friends with, then you're going to feel a lot better versus if you're following a bunch of strangers because if they're your friends, you know that they also have struggles because you're having those conversations offline. Um, but if you're following like, you know, uh, influencers and beauty gurus and like health people and whatever, if you're feeling a little bit, you know, like I didn't eat very well today and then you're seeing someone who's like working out at the gym, that could help, you know, that could make you feel a little bit bad about yourself. And so kind of picking and choosing who you follow, how many people that you're following, and then just, you know, limiting screen time as difficult as it is, especially now that we're all stuck at home, um, is kind of the only surefire ways of like avoiding that comparison culture. Um, and then I kind of forgot what I was going to say, but I, I can touch back on the, uh, the Finsta for a second. Um, because we have this other side of mental health. So we, we have on one hand, people don't talk about it enough, but then on the other hand, we're kind of normalizing certain aspects of it too much. And so like with a Finsta, people showcase their breakdowns is kind of normally how that happens, you know, when they're like feeling really upset. And that can be good in, um, in that it's, you know, real and you normally it's only like friends that are watching or that are following those accounts. Um, but it can also uh, open a conversation about like depression and anxiety in a way that isn't always healthy because you also have to understand that like being depressed isn't your your entire identity right but if you let it become your entire identity then you don't have these days where you can wake up and be thankful for just waking up that day you wake up and you're like another day of being depressed you know now what am i going to do um so it's really important to kind of balance you know showcasing a lot of happiness and showcasing a lot of sadness with just like reality and a lot of times that reality is just like another mundane day. Um, but that's kind of what we need to see in each other a little bit more. I think that's really interesting. You know, the, the differentiation in there 
with social media and you may be seeing um, the high highs and the low lows, but not the everyday average, where is if you walk through life with someone, a friend, a family member, whatever, you're gonna you're gonna live in that space of just the normal, the mundane, the average. Um, and I think that that's, um, when you were talking about that, I think that's an interesting missing component to social media, right? Where the majority of life is actually lived in probably that 90% of your time is pretty average, normal, mundane. Um, and then on the extreme sides of it, you're getting that. But with social media, oftentimes, maybe we are only getting that, you know, five, five or 10%, but we're getting it at such large doses that it um, can negatively impact the everyday for you. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a plane that's about to fly overhead. It's gonna be super loud. <laughs> uh, here it comes. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's kind of interesting that, and especially like on a college campus, depression and anxiety are the two uh, most common mental illnesses that people face, even if they're not diagnosed. Um, and kind of the hallmark of depression is sort of like a, a numbness. And that's kind of, you know, what we're like the normalcy that we're not seeing because we're, we're kind of seeing, uh, you know, people put out like when they go to parties or when they're well, not anymore, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, they're talking about these really positive aspects of life. Um, and so for people that are experiencing depression, seeing that and feeling like you can't experience those happy emotions because you're kind of stuck in this state of not feeling anything can be really difficult. Um, and so I'm not sure entirely where I was going when I started this, but we're just going to keep talking and see what happens. Roll with um, it. <laughs> I think that it's really important uh, to, to really just recognize that that's what's happening in the first place uh, before we can even try to move away from that comparison culture. Uh, because I think so often people can get drawn into that trap of social media, um, especially, you know, with my generation and the generation after us um, is like everybody's attached to their phone. You know, you can't go anywhere without it. We probably both have it right next to us right now. Um, and so it's, it's, you know, more and more we're going to see the impact of that cell phones and social media and like that connectivity is having. But I think one of those things is that we, we simultaneously have this like constant connection online, but like it's not a deep connection, right? So we're, we're more connected than ever, but it's all these superficial connections. So people are still experiencing that loneliness. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's a tricky thing to navigate when, you know, we're living in a state with, um, you know, social or physical distancing being encouraged more. How do you find ways to navigate uh, virtually um, or sparingly in person to have those deep, meaningful connections? And um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that if you're not having them, it's, there's a component of life that's not fulfilled, right? I think we're, we're meant to be connected to other people and navigating that during times of crisis. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just a, it's just a little bit tricky, but um, important to still strive to push through. Yeah, the airplane is back. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We, we deal with technical difficulties as we, uh, as we record this <laughs> from, uh, from opposite ends of the state, country, you know, wherever we're doing it from. Um, so your time here at TCU as an undergrad is coming to a close. Um, uh, what What is one of the most impactful moments or what is some advice you wanna share with those who are still uh, one, two, or maybe seven semesters left in that journey? 
Um, I think that's something I'm starting to realize right now is uh, the importance of the little moments, because especially um, as we're, you know, I'm, I'm so close to a big moment in life of graduating college, you know, I have kind of taken for granted going to Kroger with my friends when we all lived on campus, you know, or the other night my friend was like, I really want nachos. And so we all drove from our like separate houses to come and all get nachos because we're all starting to realize that like, we're, we're getting to a point where we're not going to have as many little moments. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, along the same vein of like celebrating small successes and recognizing that every semester that you complete is still a step in the right direction, no matter how it ended. Um, so I kind of forgot the question. I'm just talking. But yeah, I think that recognizing and appreciating the little moments of the, you know, the time that we have and kind of striving as much as you can to live in the present as much as we are all focused on the future. Um, is really important. No, I think that's good. I mean, I think that's tremendous advice and obviously it's something that you're taking to heart more and more as this time kind of comes to an end. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what, what else do you want to share with us about gratitude or mindset or mental health um, just as we continue on this? Um, so with gratitude specifically, I can share, I'm a research nerd, obviously. Um, <laughs> and so there is a lot of research that's been done about gratitude and its links to mental health. There's a really good YouTube video about gratitude and mental health. Um, I think it's by Jubilee, where they have someone come in and uh, write a letter about someone or like to someone that they're thankful for, that they're thankful that they have in their lives. Um, and then they subsequently have them call that person. So like it's normally like a family member or a close friend and they call that person and just read them their letter and they measure their happiness before and after uh, doing this task. And you see the significant increase in happiness just from expressing gratitude, not even getting it back. Just by telling someone that you appreciate having them in your life, you get this like major serotonin boost. And um, I think that that's something that we don't practice enough, especially because like a lot of people don't talk about emotions and like, um, you know, we're kind of afraid to uh, really, I don't know, just thank people for just having them in your life in general. Like it doesn't have to be like, thanks for buying me dinner, you know, or thanks for doing something for me. It's just like, I'm really grateful that I met you and that our paths crossed and that I was able to learn something from you. Um, and so expressing that gratitude and talking about it more just like is scientifically proven to have these um, major increases in your happiness. So I think that's something that could easily be practiced more, you know, even if it's like just once a week, call someone that you haven't talked to in a while or that you haven't told them that you love them and that you're thankful for. And like, you're gonna feel so much better after that. Especially, you know, especially with social distancing, um, you know, and for people that are in college, out of state, um, you know, calling, you know, family members, siblings, uh, friends back from back home, um, that can also help to keep that like deep and meaningful connection as opposed to just like, okay, I call my mom once a week and we talk about, you know, my dog, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> starting to have more of these deep, meaningful conversations um, in the time of quarantine and in COVID is what's really going to help us try to uh, keep our positive attitudes up. No, that's tremendous. Uh, well, well, let me kind of close out with the question that we ask everybody, and that's, what is the most meaningful thing that a fellow horned frog has done for you in the past week? Uh, in the past week? What is today? Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that for me, one of the most meaningful things that a peer has done is uh, trusted me. And that's kind of a weird answer to the question, probably. 
but um, I think that trust is a big deal. And um, I don't take it lightly when someone trusts me, especially with like, especially with like something like mental health that's so important and it's so difficult to talk about. I am very aware of the fact that, um, you know, I'm in a powerful, or not powerful, but in a privileged position of being able to talk about it and having people feel comfortable talking to me about it. Um, and so the more that I have those conversations with people that, um, even people that don't necessarily know me, I've had people that just reach out that are like, I have seen you from like Lead Now, which is, you know, something else that I'm involved on, on campus or CLP. Um, and they recognize me from that and then kind of decide to trust me, I guess. Um, I don't know, I just find that that's a very, um, you know, important thing and something that I don't think we all recognize enough. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, one of the most meaningful things that's happened recently. That's excellent. I, I appreciate the spin on it, right? I mean, because it does, it is meaningful and it does take a lot to engage in that true trust. Yeah, for sure. Well, Stephanie, thank you very much for being a guest on this week's episode. Uh, we definitely appreciate your time. We're gonna miss you uh, as you leave here in just a few short weeks. Um, but I hope that you'll come back and see us and talk to us again. Um, I, I hope I'll stay for grad school. That's the plan. <laughs> good. But yeah, um, so yeah, you, you can leave for a couple weeks and then come on back. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be good. <laughs> so, well, excellent. I do appreciate it again. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, everybody out there, uh, please join us for our next episode coming up soon, uh, where we'll continue to talk to members of the Horn Frog community uh, around topics of leadership and sharing our Horn Frog experience. Thanks everyone for joining us today for Leadership from the Couch presented by the TCU Leadership Center as a part of Student Development Services. You can get more information about the Leadership Center, our staff, and Student Development Services through the links in our show notes. Finally, if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast or have suggestions for topics or who we should be talking to, please let us know. You can email us at leadership at tcu.edu. Thanks everyone, and we'll see you on your couch soon.